You are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. Well, the unthinkable has happened. The racist, rapist, garbage monster has been elected our 45th president of the so-called United States of America. Like myself, more than half of these United States were in shock. Shock and horror, and uh, everyone's living in kind of a constant state of anxiety and grief. Some are comparing it to 9-11, Uh I was in New York for 9-11, and while the feeling is similar, it's quite different as well. There's unknown, for sure. We don't know what the future holds. Uh, and boy, can we imagine some horrible stuff. And uh, every day, every day when I find some verified news to read, I see yet another uh, demon added to uh, the cabinet of the racist, rapist, garbage monster. Uh, all of them seem to be white supremacists. Um, I don't know why everyone uses the term alt-right. That's ridiculous. Call them what they are, white supremacists. Um, you know, reading the resumes of these men is like reading a demon's resume. It's um, shocking. Shocking, heartbreaking, bizarre, and uh, unbelievable. And yet, here we are. And, you know, when I was watching the election unfolding on my television screen, um, and I slowly began to realize that Miss Hillary Rodham Clinton had no chance of winning, I, it felt so similar to when I was watching my husband die in front of my eyes. I just, it was shock. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I kept thinking this is wrong this can't possibly be true this is wrong what's happening is incorrect this is some sort of living nightmare that I'm going to wake up from and even like when I was sitting next to my husband's dead body in the emergency room thinking he's going to open his eyes like this is all a big mistake he's going to open his eyes and he's going to sit up And he's going to look up my face and he's going to giggle and be like, boy, I fooled you, which is something he totally would have done. I, too, was watching those bar graphs, those electoral college bar graphs and thinking, oh, this is it's going to shift. Like all of a sudden that blue bar is going to power to the top and the red one's going to fall to the bottom, even though I knew that wasn't possible and that's not how it works. I just couldn't imagine that we would elect this monster, fascist monster, to be the leader of the free world. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out how to survive this. 
and um, I actually have a strange advantage because I've already been living in grief and anxiety for over a year. The unimaginable happened once to me already. I've been living in the upside down world, so I actually have a lot of good tools uh, to take care of myself. And I hope that you are taking care of yourself because to fight the revolution, uh, you need to take care of yourself first. Uh, that doesn't mean hide away in your bathtub and your bed and never get out again, but uh, get extra rest, take extra baths, drink more water so that you can go out on the streets or make those calls to your representatives in the government or whatever it is that you do out in the world. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about um, how to protect each other um, when we see a hate crime occurring. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us are already experiencing that. There are some hateful, broken, ignorant fools who think because the racist rapist garbage monster was elected that he, that they can now attack people uh, because they are different from them they think and so there's all this talk of safety pins and confronting people and all of that and that's great do whatever you need to do but I'd also like to offer a um, helpful tip which actually has worked for me um, both ways and that is when you are seeing someone um, being attacked, either verbally or physically, be careful, but um, I've witnessed this and I've been a part of it. Inst instead of fighting, sometimes you have to, but sometimes there's another choice. And that is to greet the person being attacked as if you know them. It sounds very simple. It is very simple, and it shockingly works a lot. There's something about the pack mentality that will attack someone alone, but will not attack someone when they realize that they have a tribe or a community supporting them. Here's my personal experience of that. Um, so you know a real life, two real life experiences where I've been on either side of this scenario. Again, not saying it works every time. Take care of yourself. Be safe. But. I want you to know that this has worked at least twice in my life and more, but I'm going to tell you about two times. Uh, when my husband was arrested, uh, I had to wait in front of the Sacramento County Courthouse at 3 in the morning for him to be released. Um, and there were two waves of men released, and he was not in the first wave. So I was there by myself in the dark when a wave of incarcerated, formerly incarcerated men poured out of that jail. And I don't know if you know what it's like to be released from jail once you've been in there a while, but they want a phone, they want cigarettes, and they're on the prowl. And they saw me by myself, and about six men circled me immediately, got very physical with me, demanded to use my phone, wanted money. It was super intense and really scary. I looked around for help from someone, and there was this Ukrainian cab driver standing there, he saw what was happening and he just walked over and he said my darling oh I didn't see you I've been waiting for you just like that and those men turned and looked at him saw that I was part of a community of some sort and they turned around and walked away they com it completely diffused the situation 
So I learned that technique that day. And on the other side, I uh, was in Oakland grocery shopping. And as I was leaving, I saw the strange altercation near the grocery carts. And this tiny Asian woman was being pushed around and yelled at by these three teenage boys. And it was super weird and scary and bizarre. And I didn't know what was going on. But the woman looked really scared and I needed to do something. But these guys scared me a little bit. So I just simply walked up and said, there you are, to the woman. I said, I've been looking all over for you. Are you okay? Completely ignoring the boys, just focusing on her. And they immediately stopped and they looked at me and they looked at her and they walked away. This can work. Again, not always, but it can. Okay. Um, how about we listen to some music? Do you want to? I do. I've been talking for too long. But um, I don't know. I needed to say everything I said. So let's listen to uh, Miss Kathleen Hanna and the Julie Ruin.
you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM, Bodega Bay, and streaming live around the world on kwtf.net. So what does it mean to be an American now that we have a rapist, racist, garbage monster leading us? And I use that term loosely as well. Is he the leader of my free world, of this America? Fortunately, a lot of great thinkers have been, well, fortunately and unfortunately, a lot of great thinkers have been wrestling with this concept a long time. And I want to play you a little of the brilliant, amazing James Baldwin This is him talking to a bunch of people in London in 1969, trying to explain to them the complicated feelings around being a gay black man in America. One of the most terrible things, or one of the most difficult things, because it is something which one has, it wants to resist, as he has said, and also to use, is that in fact, whether I like it or not, I am an American. Now, that is not, I'm not Lyndon Johnson, and I'm not saying that as, you know, I am an American. I don't mean that, no. <laughs> At last, I mean something very different. <laughs> but I do mean that I was formed in a certain crucible. That my school really was the streets of New York City. My frame of reference was um, George Washington and John Wayne. No. Um, <laughs> But, I, you know, I was a child, you know, and the child opens his eyes in the world, he has to use what he sees. There's nothing else to use. And you are formed by what you see, the choices you have to make, and the way you discover what it means to be black in New York. I don't know how you discover what it means to be black in London, but I know what it means, how you discover that in New York. And then throughout the entire country. And I know how, as you grow older, you watch in the richest city in the world, you know, and the most, the most famous, the richest, freest nation in the world, in the Western world, I know how you watch as you grow older, literally, and this is not a figure of speech, the corpses of your brothers and your sisters pile up around you, and not for anything they have done. They were too young to have done anything, in any case, too helpless. But what one does realize is that when you try to stand up and look the world in the face like you had a right to be here. When you do that, without knowing that this is the result of it, you have attacked the entire power structure of the Western world. If I one fine day discover that I have been lied to all the years of my life, and my mother and my father were being lied to, if I discover that in fact, though I was bred and bought and sold like a mule, but I never really was a mule, if I discover that I was never really happy picking all that cotton and digging in all those mines, to make other people rich. And if I discover that those songs the darkies sang 
and say. We're not just the innocent expressions of a primitive people, but extremely subtle and difficult, dangerous and tragic expressions of what it felt like to be in chains. Then by one's presence, simply, and by the attempt to walk from here to there, you have begun to frighten the white world. They have always known that you were not a mule. They have always known that no one wishes to be a slave. They have always known that the bales of cotton and the, and the textile mills and entire metropolises built on black labor, that the black was not doing it out of love. He was doing it under the whip. The threat, of the, the threat of the gun and the even more desperate and subtle threat of the Bible. Boiling around to the sea It was boiling around to the sea 
Everybody is half dead. Everybody avoids everybody. All over the place, in most situations, most all of the time. I know I'm one of those everybodies. And to me, it is terrible. And so all I'm trying to do all the time is just to open people up so they can feel themselves and let themselves be open to somebody else. That is all. That's it. I've always thought that I was shaking people up, but now I want to go at it more, and I want to go at it more deliberately, and I want to go at it coldly. I want, I want to shake people up so bad that when they leave a nightclub where I performed, I, I just want them to be to pieces. I want to go in that, that den of those elegant people with their old ideas, smugness, and just drive them insane. When I'm calm and cool and really got uh, the antenna working, you know, you know when to push and you know when you know when to not. Nobody can tell you, though. You have to feel it. In any situation between human beings, it's what makes a groove. Well, what's free to you? What's what free I'm, to me? Yeah. Same thing it is to you. You tell me. No, no, you tell me. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> I have to talk to you for it's such a long time. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's like, how do you tell somebody how it feels to be in love? How are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love? You cannot do it to save your life. You can describe things, but you can't tell them. But you know it when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And that's something else. That's oh. really something <laughs> else. Like all, all, like, like, I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I, if I could have that, Half of my life, no fear. Lots of children have no fear. That's the closest way, that's the only way I can describe it. That's not all of it. But it is something to really, really feel. <laughs> have you, have you, like, no. I've noticed Like that. a new way of seeing. Like a new way of seeing something.
are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. Woo, did you know that without you, KWTF would not exist? And the it's not, it's not more true now than ever before. I mean, it's really true now. You are the reason that this diverse, eclectic, visionary community radio station stays on the air. I would not be able to record these Spilling Rubies without your generous support. Even just $5 a month can mean the difference between staying on the air and disappearing from your life forever. Go to kwtf.net. Look at all the diverse programming that we offer. We have the news that you do not hear anywhere else. And we've got amazing shows, uh, music, thoughts. It's really, I mean, we're living in the Trumpocalypse now, and it's little stations like KWTF that need your support more than ever. This garbage monster is going to squeeze every penny he can out of any community-supported services. So we have to support each other now. So please become a member of KWTF, KWTF today. It's easy. Go to kwtf.net and click on that donate button. You can give a one-time gift. You can be a monthly donor like me. It's tax deductible and an easy way to support this magical ship of creativity and expression. You don't want this to be the last time you ever hear Spilling Rubies, do you? Gosh, I hope not. You want to feel good till the end of the day, right? Baby, I feel good From the moment I ride Feel good from morning Till the end of the day Till the end of the day Yeah, you and me We live this life From when we get up Till we go sleep at night 
And you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. So, how do we keep going now that the dark ages have begun yet again? I'm uh, living a practice of self-care, activism, and magic. Now more than ever, we have to call on the old traditions that work so deeply inside our DNA. We, we need to look to the old countries and cultures that we're birthed from. And every culture has lived through the darkest of times. You have that power inside of you. I'm personally looking back to my Lithuanian, Welsh, and Scottish roots I come from a long line of healers, psychics, and witches that were burned and raped and drawn and quartered even. And yet I'm here. I'm still here. And their magic and their power and their strength and their wisdom lives inside of me, in my bones, in my muscle, in my hair, in my fingernails, in my lips, in my eyes, in my ears, in my knees. We have been battling the greedy, hateful, monstrous bullies for centuries. And we got to do it again, folks. And you are alive right now. And that means you have something to offer this world. So it's time to figure out what that is. And it's time to do it, my loves. Time is of the essence. It's time. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time.
are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. Well, that's it, folks. This heartbreaking episode of Spilling Rubies has come to a close, but never fear. You can always listen again to this and all our archived episodes at SpillingRubies.com. You can find a full list of what I played tonight there as well. You can find us on Twitter and iTunes and Stitcher and Facebook and even on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to KWTF. Visit KWTF.net and click on that donate button. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to see you next week. We're going to get through this. We're survivors after all. Keep beaming love out into the world. Keep loving yourself. And um, keep doing what's right to keep us all free. Stay tuned for DJ Broken Record and the Broken Record Radio Show.